Not much, man. How about you? Hey, not much is going on over here. Um, you know, weather's kind of been wacky this yeah. past week. Like, it's been really cold. Um, the last couple of days, well, I'll say there was one day where it was really cold in the morning. Then in the afternoon, it got hot, like really hot. And then it got cold again. And it was just, I don't know, it was a very yeah. wacky day. The weather's been very wacky lately. Yeah. Um, so other than that, um, it's been, I've been doing very well. Just enjoying life, brother. Same here, man. Hey, did you did, were you able to catch all the games last weekend? The the NFL playoff games. Yeah, I, I kept up with them for sure. Um, I didn't get to actually watch them, watch them, um, but I did. I was keeping up with them on my phone uh, on ESPN. Um, yeah, they were all wild games. Yeah, man. like uh, I didn't watch. Uh, you know, did all of them go they, into OT? No, but um, oh, they all came down to like the last score. Yeah, like, I mean the last seconds, but. Sunday, I watched both of them, like, from start to finish on both games. Yeah. And Saturday, I kept up, like, on my phone, like you said, going through the updates and stuff like that. But, yeah. Man, it was crazy. Yeah, man. yeah, it was. I mean, it made me happy. I was like, okay, this is, like, it made me feel good to watch good games and not just, like, blowouts, like, where it's, like, 42 to 7. And right. you're already asleep by halftime and stuff right. like that. But. And just to kind of recap... Um, the, the two games that were on Sunday, the first one was the Bills and the Chiefs, right? That was the first game? No, it was the – that was the night one because that one got down to the end. It was the uh, – oh, the uh, it was Tampa Bay and the Rams. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Tampa Bay and the Rams were first. Man. They were the first game. And uh, that one I actually didn't keep up with. That was the only one I did, I really didn't keep up with. Was what happened with that game. Well, the Rams could have put them away before halftime. They fumbled. They, they were already up. Like I think what was it twenty something to like seven. Yeah, twenty three to seven. Or yeah, like yeah. That. And they were only had like they had like under a minute, and they were driving, and the dude fumbles the ball on the two yard line to score. If the Rams would have scored there, it would have been game over. Yeah. But no, they fumbled it, and they kind of like the, the Bucks just run out the clock and just go into halftime. Then all of a sudden the Bucks start coming back, coming back, and then in the fourth quarter the Bucks tie it up with like under a minute left or something crazy, mm-hmm. or like under minute and a half that's left. That's all. And then Stafford takes them down into field goal range and they walk off field goal win. Yeah, but they, I mean, it's so crazy because the Rams could have put them away like two or three times. Yeah, and they just let literally let them back in the game to tie it up. Only for them to come back and win in the and just a walk off field goal. It was, yeah, 
It's pretty crazy. And the same similar situation happened in the night game. Yeah, The exactly. Bills and Chiefs. Um, you know, that game probably, I think, had the best quarterback play. Oh, man, like, they were on both fire, teams, man. For both teams. Yeah, both those guys are, are awesome. Like, yeah, they were throwing dimes, and they, and they, like, left and right, both of them. Like, I would say those are probably the, the best two quarterbacks right now in the league. Like, right yeah. now, like, as far as, like, if you're trying to win, I think both those quarterbacks, <laughs> like, like that's a stupid thing. If you're trying to win, of course, everybody should be trying no. to win, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my point is, like, if you want, like, that, complete quarterback like those two guys are your guys bro both yeah. of them have probably the strongest arms too um herbert i mean arguably he's up there too in in, in this discussion but you know he, he's got some years these guys got you know they've been in the league a little bit already and um they're just both really awesome and it just really what this weekend told me is like if your team still has holes like you really need an elite quarterback to, to yeah this this proved it they're just this weekend just shows like if you got a, a, a top QB, you can make it. You yeah. can, you can, yeah. and that's what I love about it right now. The NFL it's so open. Yeah, it's like I mean, what do you call it? My boy Joe Burrow's out there. Yeah, stunning on these hoes out there. Yeah, man. man. Well, you know, I I think a lot of it has to do with um, high school football is kind of changing. Well, it's been changing. Yeah. Um, when we were in high school. You know, all the high school teams, and we've talked about this before, all high school teams used to run the ball. You know, it was you an eye formation. That's yeah. it, bro. You needed a good running back, a good offensive line. Here in Texas, too. Yeah. Yeah, running the ball is what they were mainly going to do. You know, yeah, the quarterback would throw the ball every so often. If your quarterback threw the ball 20 times a game, like that was like he was like a really good quarterback. Let's yeah. put it that way, right? And now, because of, I've heard because of, uh, what is it, seven on seven? Yeah. Or whatever, I think flag football, whatever. Um, because of the, that sport, which, you know, the offense is, of course, going to be more wide open because you have less people on the field. Um, it's kind of made teams readjust their offenses into being more spread out, more wide open, and more passing okay. game base uh, from the high school level. And so once you get to the to the college level, it's, just it's a, more of the same. Yeah, and it's so an now, extension. Right, and yeah. so now the pros, it's the same thing. Yeah. Where in the pros you had like you had more or less established pass plays, established run plays, yeah. right? A lot of you play really, action, yeah. Back yeah, in the yeah. Day. you had play action as as kind of being the middle ground, but yeah. you really didn't have any situation really um, with where the quarterback was a running option, like a consistent yeah. running option. Yeah, right. Quarterback draw, quarterback sneak. Yeah, you would have that. That was, but it. that was it. You know what I mean? That would happen like once, maybe twice a game. Yeah, right. But now teams actually game plan for quarterback plays, um, yeah. and that and that's an adaptation of taking on some of the college uh, plays, how the college kind of plays. Because yeah. of course, you know the quarterbacks, especially nowadays, are all like really great athletes, uh, or a lot of them are, and so now you can run with that quarterback. He, he's almost as fast as your running back, and yeah. he's bigger. And you know why not try to run with him um, if you can. Yeah, Josh Allen was like, yeah, I mean, both of them yeah, had a pretty yeah. decent yardage on, yeah. on the ground, man. For and you know they ran. I think yeah, Mahomes. What do you call it? It, it looked like he was gonna get like caught. And then what do you call it? The way he turned the corner and he would just tippy toe out of bounds. It was yeah. like, damn, man. And that's the thing. Like they're both really smart on how they utilize their runs. Yeah, they're not you gonna know? take a hit straight on. No, yeah. no, they're not. It's gonna be rare that you see that happen. Yeah. Um, 
And I think Josh Allen had 11 carries. I know, I think Mahomes had about six carries and Josh Allen had 11 carries. Um, but both of them ran the ball well. Of course, they passed the ball well. Uh, and that, what the part that really shows what, what, what having an elite quarterback can do for you is 13 seconds on the clock for the Chiefs. And their court, their offense has the ball. I think it goes on the. They, they ended up doing a touchback, right? They yeah, getting the ball twenty five, twenty five yard line. Yeah, and uh, they they march down to get in the field goal range, and their field goal kicker, right? Yeah, nails it. Nails it. Goes in overtime. So, that's what happens when you have an elite quarterback. Because in that scenario, you're an elite quarterback doesn't make mistakes. He like he's gonna be playing at his highest level because he knows that the game is on the line. And that he has to make every throw. There can't be any mistakes because there's no room for error. Yeah. There is no room for error. He's like, he's going to be on point. Right? That's what an elite quarterback brings you. Yeah. The arm strength, the accuracy, all that shit. Yeah, that, that's great too. You're going to want that, of course. Yeah. But the mistake-free mental condition that an elite quarterback has in a high-pressure situation that's what you really, really want, man. Yeah, case in point, I know Brady lost. Yeah. But, what do you call it? He, the way he, he, I think he had it under like two minutes. Or, he, he, what do you call it? Or two and a half. He had it under that, a little bit of time. And he took him down there to to, set, to tie it up. Like, there you he, go. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, like you said, when the line, when the game was on the line, yeah, he took his team down there. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and then and, on the and, flip side, yeah, Stafford came back. Stafford in. showed how elite he is. He did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, you know, and it was crazy. It was, and my feeling was too is like, if they would have won in overtime, it would have been like almost whoever won the coin toss was going to win. And that that's game. what happened with the Chiefs uh-huh. and, the, and the Bills. Like whoever won the coin toss was who was who won the game. Mm-hmm. Um. The only the only game where and it was an entertaining game, but where the quarterback play really didn't matter, yeah, didn't really decide the outcome. Outcome was of course the Niners and the Packers game. Man, that defense, man. The Niners defense, yeah, they're fast. That's that's what you really notice about those guys. The they're everywhere. Four, yeah, the front four, man. They're everywhere, man. Yeah. Their front their front four gets pressure on the quarterback by like nobody's business, and I say that because. So it's usually only those four that pressure the quarterback. Yeah, you don't need a blitz. <clears throat> the, the, their linebackers, I think, usually go into coverage or, or yeah, usually there to stunt in the stunt run. or a spy. That's yeah. it. They just cover the middle. And so I think they play a lot of man, man-to-man coverage in the office. I, the defense, uh, I want to say they might play one high safety, one safety. But uh, anyway, their defense is really, really good. But yeah. but. Because their defense is really, really good, right? You then they kind of have to model their offense as being more like uh, clock controlling oriented, yeah, right. And so it's gonna be more of a running game basis, which is why, that's why they got like five running backs that are really good. Although two or three of them are injured right now, but their main they found out of those five, they found one that's gonna be really good for them for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, now the issue with him is that can he hold up because he's he's been kind of getting banged and gunning in and out of the season. Yeah. Um, but if you look at it in the sense of, well, they have a stable of them, um, so maybe they won't be so bad off in the long run, and that will probably work for them. And, and I like what they do. They draft a running back every year. Yeah. They draft a running back. It seems like they're drafting a running back every year, and I think that is going to really help them uh, because if they want to be defensive-oriented 
run base run game based team, then that's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need a stable yeah. of running backs that you can kind of just rotate and, and put out there, and you're always gonna be good. And even you can maybe you can even give some of your good your starters breaks, and you'll have some of those other ones that come in there and and uh, take over and still do well. Yeah. Um, but you know they didn't win because of Jimmy G. Unlike no. like these other two teams on on Sunday yeah. night Sunday. Um, where the quarterbacks really, really, the quarterback play really determined the outcome. Yeah. Uh, that game, you know, that was a uh, the defense really determined the outcome. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, the Packers defense was really good as well. Yeah. Um, they just didn't make enough. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the other team just made play. I mean, I mean, who, who you know, how are you gonna account for blocking a, a freaking punt for a touchdown? You know. <laughs> yeah. And did, didn't yeah. they lead the did lead the league in that doing that? Yeah, and then wow. Now let's talk about the, our Cowboys. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah, we can rewind our, it. We can rewind our, it. Our, our prediction is still on, right? The Cowboys and the Chiefs. No, unfortunately, no. Uh, we were wrong about that one. One of them is still going. Yeah. Um, you know, so the outcome of this past weekend, um, the Chiefs are gonna play the Bengals, right? Yeah. Chiefs are playing I, the I Bengals in the AFC that Championship. That should be a good game. Like because you know, I like Joe Burrow. We we both really like Joe Burrow. And that's what's going to be go so good about that game because I'm not really going to be cheering against any of them. Like I'm just there to watch the game. Watch a like, good game, right? good game, yeah. and I hope it's a good one. And you know, I'm gonna I'll be like, oh, whoever wins, I'll be happy for. Oh, Chiefs win. Oh, I like Mahomes. Oh, Bengals win. Hey, I like Burrows. Right. Like it's like there's not going to be no loss in that game. It's just going to be. Feel good just to watch the game, just to see them play. So, so I'll bring up Mahomes here in a little bit, and we're, we're going to really focus on the quarterbacks of the game because they're the, kind of the face of the franchise. But we'll, we're going to talk about the differences between the two teams here in a minute. Um, but for now, putting Mahomes aside because we pretty much know about Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I learned about Burrow um, in regards to their last game, um, yeah. the tight end apparently told the press that. Uh, there was a moment in the game where his Burrow's headset was no longer working, so he wasn't unable to get plays from the coaches, and so essentially he was calling the plays. Yeah. And uh, I bring that up because, you know, we'll talk about the Cowboys here in a second, but uh, our Cowboy, well, you know what, I'll, I'll wait to bring that up. Yeah. Because that, that's going to go along with, the, with a lot of the things that we're talking about right now. But that's that, that shows that he's an elite quarterback. You know, is, he's still young. So I don't necessarily want to put him there yet. Yeah. But he has all the tools and the makings of an elite quarterback in this league. Yeah. That's a lot, bro. He he is able to correctly call the plays needed to win a game. Yeah. You know? And he was getting sacked left and right. And yeah. he still was able to <laughs> to get through he's it. He's tough, dude. He's yeah. a tough dude. He's a very tough dude. But uh, he's going to be really good. So. What, what I like to what he said is, is like even after the first, not this last one, like yeah. last week, uh, after the first round win, like he said, this is just this is the the minimum standard, like it should yeah, be. Yeah, and that's what that's it. That's that's to the be minimum. Honest, once these guys and, and get like an that, that's his. Line, that, that let me know. Solid. Yeah, and that's what it would let me know. Like what his mindset is. Like expectations are win it all. Period. Like yeah. you could see that's his like. Winning the, 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 his conference and winning the first like t- that's a given like to uh, him in his head yeah. like that should, should that, that that shouldn't be like oh we're celebrated I mean 
We won a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's how the losers I, cheer. Yeah. yeah, and that's what man. That's what's so frustrating is is look, he's going to the AFC Championship. Yeah. And the Cowboys haven't done jack in uh, over a decade, man. I know. Uh, hold, hold your cowboy. Hey, yeah. We're going to talk about two them decades. In a I'm sorry, almost two decades. We're, we're, we're going to talk about the almost three. We're going to talk about them here in a minute. We're going to talk about them here, here in a minute. Almost three it sucks. I know. Um, but yeah, the 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 Bengals. Uh, I really like their team. Uh, I think they have a really good uh, balance offense. Their biggest Achilles heel is, of course, their offensive line. Uh, I don't. I think they run block way better than they pass block. I think their yeah. pass blocking is probably atrocious, atrocious, because mm-hmm. um, apparently Burrow's always on his back. Um, but I do like mixing a lot. I mean, they have yeah. Chase, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping for their sake in the future they start to draft a, a, an offensive lineman. <laughs> is that yeah. what they need? Uh, their defense seems to be pretty decent. Um, so. On that side of the ball, you know, we'll see what happens. Chiefs, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Offense is still the same. Yeah. You know, you it's, you got to stop Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. And uh, good luck with that. Uh, those guys are really sick. And I saw a clip of uh, last week's game where Kelsey was pretty much coaching Hill, like what to do, like hey, cut inside and go out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be in that guy's way because at that point of the play, and so you'll yeah. be have a free reign to a first down. Yeah. And sure enough, that's what happens, and it's like. You know that dude's very smart. He's a really good yeah. tight end. And obviously, yeah. he's probably. If, I'll say he's one of the best because he might be the best. But I, you know, it's arguable for some people. Some yeah. people might say uh, Mark Andrews. Some people might say uh, Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. Some people might say uh, Gronk. You know, but I would say yeah. Kelsey in my book is the best. Yeah, tight me end. too. Uh, Kittle too. Some people might say that because he can also block. That's why I also like him. Yeah, because he ain't afraid to to actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And their defense has improved a lot throughout the season. You could definitely see that with the Chiefs. Um, They really rush. They're they're good at pass rushing. I think that's like their big forte. They struggle in in pass coverage, but their pass rush is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Is the Honey Badger going to play this week? I have no idea. I know he went down at the like in the first quarter. Really? Yeah. And that's the one that was getting burned. I mean. They were going after him. <laughs> really? But it was funny. They didn't go at, start going at him, the the backup, until like the second half. Uh, the second half. But what do you call it? Yeah, he was... that. Uh, Allen was eating him up after you could see in the second half. He was just like looking, man. It was like... It was bad. Let me tell you, man. Uh, Burrow's a lot more accurate of a passer than Allen. Yeah. Um, ooh, that Burrow-Chase combination is really nice. Um but it's really hard in this scenario to go against the Chiefs. I, if I'm picking yeah. between these two, I'm, I mean, I'm sticking with our prediction that yeah. the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Me too. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, for the NFC, we got the Niners going against the Rams. Now, the yeah. thing is, these two teams played the last week of the season. Yeah. So it wasn't that long ago they played each other. And the Niners won that game. And they looked pretty pretty good in that game. Yeah. They made the 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 Rams. They made Matt Stafford look pretty bad in that game. So, um, for the Niners side, again, I think their defense is going to be. I think the defense is going to be the name of the game in this in this game. Yeah, both teams have like monster defenses. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I think. I think the Rams have the little slightly better offense. Yeah. 
And on that's paper, they definitely G, do. That's why I say Jimmy G better Jimmy, show up. That Jimmy G is going to be the problem. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be like, he better show up because, if, I mean, even if they, the Rams score 17 or 20, yeah, that might be enough. Yeah. And if you can't even, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't even break 10. Yeah. You know, you know like, it's going to be a long-ass day for your defense. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I really want to go Niners. I really want to root for the Niners, not because they beat the Cowboys. We'll talk about that with the with the Cowboys recap, um, but because I really like Debo Samuel. I wish he was a Cowboy. I really like him as a football player. I think yeah. top for me, he's one of the top five receivers in the league right now, easily. I like it because he's such a versatile player. Like yeah. in reality, he's not even a wide receiver. He's just a football player. Because yeah. he can play every position. Running back, wide receiver. They I, had him in quarterback. The, the, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's, he's a really good player. I really like him, and I really root for him. But, um, unfortunately, Jimmy G, I, I just I don't have the faith that he can produce enough offense against the Rams' defense Yeah. versus Matt Stafford producing enough offense with okay. his offense Yeah. versus, like, like you know, so like, like, let's look, look at the Niners on paper. All right, they got Kittle, they got Debo Samuels, and they got Elijah Mitchell. Like those are their three big offensive weapons, right? Yeah. Um, so in reality, Jimmy G, yeah, he has Jennings. I think he's a younger player, and then he has Ayuk, who fumbled last week. Um, but those other players are really the main ones that they're gonna rely on. Yeah. On the flip side, the Rams have Cooper Cup, who's probably arguably the best receiver in the league this year. Yeah, Beckham. Jer- huh? Beckham. Or- Beckham, Odell Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Woods. Yeah. Well, I think he's back. And uh, who else? Their tight end is pretty good. I can't remember his name. It's not Kendrick's. It just seems uh, like Higabee? they're... I think it's Higabee. It just seems like their firepower is just a little They seem like they have a lot more firepower, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, I, I just think they're going to do better. And I, I want to say they have the home field this weekend too yeah so uh, they're gonna also have that I mean it's not that it actually, that's actually doesn't not gonna matter that much because it's in California both of them are California teams anyway yeah but um, I really think it's gonna be the Rams it sounds like you're kind of agreeing with that yeah, too yeah I, I think it's gonna be the Rams and Rams and Chiefs yeah Rams and Chiefs guys that's what we're saying here at the Fishbowl Barrio unfortunately yeah so our original prediction was that the Cowboys would make it to the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, last week, yeah, we didn't even make it out the first round. Um, they lost to the 49ers, and to be honest, it was a blowout for most of the game. Um, the Cowboys had come back due to Jimmy G being the quarterback of the Niners. Um, had they had any other quarterback, it's been over. Yeah, any other quarterback that was art wasn't currently in the playoffs, it would have been over. You know what? That's what's so frustrating is with the Cowboys. It's like, not just in the playoffs, but like overall, they always you know you when they always feel like they play from behind, and then they make it a close game. And it, that's what the frustrating is. Is like they could be down like twenty something points, and then they could just flip a switch, and then all of a sudden they just like bam, and they're right on the brink of winning a game. Yeah. It's like. If you would have just started off the first quarter like that, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even be in this position. No. And that's the frustrating thing, man. It's just like, well, it's just a bunch of bonehead plays. Not, I mean, I hate to say it, but the, the coach, the 
too many penalties. I mean, they're the most penalized team. Yeah. I- I- this year. Yeah. I mean, that's coaching. So what, what would be your top three reasons that you think they lost the game? Number one, it was penalties. Penalties. What do you call it? Even that, every I know everybody makes a big deal about like about Dak not handing the ball to the ref and not knowing all that. Well, you know what? You could to me in my head the biggest play of that game, the biggest play that altered that whole the whole game, and I think if the Cowboys could have won, was that uh, that third down penalty uh, when uh, what's he call it? Uh, I think the forget what defense alignment tackled the guy. It wasn't even it was he was defensive holding, uh-huh. and if he would have gotten the, uh, what do you call it? Because we stopped them on third down, right there, and it was it was gonna be like fourth and eight, and then on that third down he got that penalty, and they give him a fresh set of downs. So that's why we only had like thirty seconds or something. We would have got the ball back with a minute and a half or two minutes on there, and it wouldn't have been like that. And to me, that was the biggest thing. So number one was the penalties. Um, two. I would just say, I mean, just like. Couldn't get the offense going. I mean, I don't know how to, what what was wrong. They couldn't. Um, well, I, when Dak was hitting the guys, I mean, he hit C.D. Lamb a couple times in the damn hands, oh. and C.D. dropped the damn thing, and it just the offense and you know I, I know it's easy to point fingers to the to the defense, yeah. giving up points, but to me it's like, well, shit, man, what do you call it? You're 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 three and out, three and out, and three and out, and your defense is out in the field. I mean, after what do you call it? When they did that first half, they did the time of possession, it was something ridiculous. It was like what you call it, we only had the ball like a third or quarter of the damn time. It was ridiculous, and then you look yeah. at it and you know you're all like, "Whoa, they gave up!" Well, yeah, your defense is out there almost the whole half. That's yeah, they're yeah. tired. Yeah, they're tired. So I what's mean, your third? What's your third one? I would just say the what do you call it the the three and outs. The offense three couldn't get outs. nothing. Okay, so you. First one was penalties. Yeah, two is inconsistencies of like the, the, offense, of the offense, like dropping. Yeah, just and then three was uh, the three and outs. Yeah, which goes to kind of couple time of position. Two. Yeah, time of possession. For me, number one was obviously the penalties. Yeah, you're not going to win a game with that many penalties, um, and they're all pre. Now a lot of them were pre-snap penalties, which is stupid. Yeah, real stupid. Um, and and so that kind of leads me to number two, uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and and so the reason I have him as number two is because of number one, as that's part of it. Yeah, your team is not; they're not disciplined. Yeah, and that 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 comes from the head coach on down. Yeah, you know your team is getting average. Your team leads the league in, in penalties, and your team got a lot of penalties in a playoff game. That says that they're not a very well coached team because they don't have any discipline, and they don't know the rules, or or I don't know what's going on. They've yeah. been playing football for a long enough time that they should know what the rules are to not to avoid those penalties. So they they're poorly disciplined. It goes back to the coach. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is apparently your quarterback doesn't understand the rules. You don't. You obviously do not go over situational football with your team because yeah. your team made blunders at the end of both the half and the game. Yeah. And how is that possible? Just just you're a team that's. Number one in your division, Number your team that had team. aspirations to go to the Super Bowl. How can you have that many those type of mental mistakes in the first round? You know, 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's very ridiculous. And it goes to coaching. And it starts with the head coach. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, what were they, number one on turno- takeaways this year? Yeah, number one number, takeaways. Uh, uh, number one in offense. Number one offense. But, but uh, the problem is when you're number one in penalties. Yeah. It, and that's, a, that's what's so frustrating. Is like, you don't, and, you, and you're not good in situational football. And that's uh, another thing that they weren't uh, good at horrible. all year. Horrible. All year, bro. And then two, I mean. That comes down to coaching. Both those things. Like like the the big you know all the pl- big plays that occur all the the stat stuffing that occurs, that's great and all you're gonna need that to win a game, yeah. but the the most important parts to win a game are the situational things that occur. Two yeah. minute football, you're on the you're in the red zone, you're no, on the one yard line. Like you said, situational. Get out of bounds. Yeah, fourth and oh, one. Oh, yeah, or you what do you call it? Oh, thirteen seconds. Is it better for me just to drop the damn ball and you know, yeah, not take the sack? You exactly. know, just like, just like, just know the damn situation. Yeah, and you know, don't put yourself behind the eight ball. Yeah, and then I don't know what Kellen Moore was thinking about doing that draw. I was like, so I mean, I, I understand the play call. It, it yeah. made sense. No, but, I don't understand it. I mean, you shouldn't either, bro. I mean, you I, have no timeouts. Oh, I, Running up the middle does you no good. It no, does you I no good because uh, how I, are you going to stop the? I clock? mean, I see his thought process is, is uh, what do you call it of saying he like, okay, I can I can do a draw, get it, but the but this is like what you say about coaching. They should know. Dak should know. Well, I'm not going to run for twenty. Only run for ten because you need those extra seconds. To spike the damn ball on the damn floor. But to me, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you do not want to run the ball in the middle of the field because yeah. then it's too, it's just too many things can go freaking wrong. Yeah. I mean, say like you, what do you call it? And it was awesome that it opened up and he ran, right? Because they give yeah. him the middle. But say, what do you call it? If you would have only got three yards and they tackle him, now you spike the ball with two seconds and you're on the, what, 48 yard line? I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just and my last just thing, bad call. It's just, it's just everything, man. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's and that's why I say McCarthy because he's the head coach and yeah. he's in charge of, you know, he's overseeing everything. And so the last thing in regards to that is, you know, you drafted C.D. Lamb in the first round, right? Yeah. So you wanted him to be a star on your team. Why is he getting five targets in, in a championship in a playoff game? Yeah. Why is he not getting? He should be getting way more targets. He should be getting more touches. He should be getting creative with it. You know. Yeah, and that's Anyways. what I was gonna say. Was and that's what's so frustrating. Like I said, it's because you could see the flashes of brilliance. Yeah. That like the flashes of greatness. Like yeah. Like like if you look at it, the Cowboys could really stomp any damn team out, man. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating is when you know you have a team that can literally win it all. Because to me. They could win it all. They they're that damn good. Yeah, but and they, that's but they a, don't have the right leadership. Yeah, yeah, right no, now, exactly. And, and you know, like, oh, and that's what was so frustrating about the three and outs, right? Yeah. Uh, three and outs. It, it wasn't because they were like quick three and outs. Yeah. It was like, okay, it was. Um, oh, here's another gripe that I always have on first down. Always just throwing it. Yeah. Like. No creativity. Yeah, what do you call it? You know, for me, call me old fashioned, but I always believe like on first down, usually try to run it. So at yeah. least it's second and manageable, yeah. you know, somewhere. No, what do you call it? You know, we'd go, what do you call it, throw it, then we're second and ten. Yeah. And then what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? We, then we run it. Then now we're like third and eight. Yeah. And third and long. And what, this is the part that, yeah, I know you're going to feel me on this one. It gets 
we, we get third, it's third and eight, and we convert. Wait, what was that? What do you call it? We get 15 yards. Oh, flag. Like you said, holding. Now it's, what do you call it? Third, yeah. How many, what do you call it? Third and 18s, third and 15s, third and 16s. Yeah, long yards, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, Fourth, you know, they, no discipline. Yeah. No discipline. And then what's crazy is that sometimes they were able to convert those those long ones. And that's just like, and then there was one uh, play that Kellen Moore called, like, um, it was sort of that hook and ladder. Yeah. Like you could yeah, see I the cre- yeah, you yeah. could see the creativity. They got the talent. Yeah. It's just like if they wouldn't shoot themselves in the in the foot, they yeah. wouldn't be be playing behind the eight ball all game. Yeah. And so my th- my third my third reason uh, for why they lost is uh, uh, Zeke. The play of Zeke and uh, Dak. I I wasn't impressed with either one of them. To be honest. Uh, Dak, not as much. Disappointed me about Dak is the, the the lack of his knowledge and his apparent. He needs to practice situational football. Apparently, you know all you know all the hip thrusting is all great and all that. You know, trying to throw it deep and accurate. I get that, uh, which which is another issue for him all game. He was kind of wild a lot of the game, um, but the fact that that he didn't know that he needs to give the ball to the, to the ref before he can hike it. I, I don't understand how he doesn't know that. Because the ref needs to place the ball, yeah. Like we, like it's so obvious. Like if you think about it, it's so obvious. It makes no sense how he didn't know it. Yeah. Like you can't just decide the ball goes here and yeah. we're gonna hike it, right? Yeah. Like it, like if I'm the opponent, am I gonna be cool with you just saying like, hey, I'm putting the ball right here and we're gonna hike it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're playing out in the yard in the grass, sure. Yeah. But like if we're in a, a playoff game like that, are you gonna be cool with me doing that? Now I think it's two <laughs> yards over there, man. Exactly, yeah. right? So it's it should be like been obvious as shit for him to do it, but he did it not once but twice. You know what? What made me made it worse for me, and yeah. I love Dak, and I think he, he's yeah. I, no, think, I, he think, can, I think I think I think he can lead us, but it was the post game. Oh, when they, no. with, with the like when they were talking about like the I, I could, stuff and yeah he goes I I, I can feel it too because he they started he started like with the refs sort of like implied like. They messed up. I'm like, dude, you're you're the poor you being. I mean, you yeah, you like, you just own it, man. Just Don't get like, me wrong. There, I do have some gripes with the refs, but you know, I can easily yeah, say I can say that some. Yeah, just there own some it. Like to me, it's away. just like own it, man. You're the QB of the of the Cowboys. Yeah, you, you like it or not, it falls on your ass. Yeah, that's it just, does. And, and you, you just you, you should have audible out of that quarterback draw, bro. Like that should have been like quarterback, like. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know if it was a, if Kellen Moore really called that play and was thinking like, you know, we get the first down real quick. You slide and, and I'll kill the clock. I don't know. If that's what he thought. Yeah. Or if Dak thought that and I can call it an audible. And I was like, I don't know. Either way, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like that. That doesn't something like that doesn't happen unless you're running to the outside. I don't know why. What you're thinking. That should have yeah. happened. Um, but anyway, I, like I said, him less than, than Zeke. Zeke, to me, all year, all year, this dude has, has really been declining. And he's been declining since last year, but this year is, like, really evident. He started this season with some pep and some pop. Why? Because he lost some weight in the offseason, yeah. which made him a little bit lighter um, and probably gave him a little bit more energy. And so he came into the season, you know, really energized and, and active. But as the season went along, he started to do what most running backs do after a certain amount of yardage and carries, which is, um, 
And they start to wear down, man. And they start yeah. to look like they're running in mud all the time. And that's where Zeke is at, in my opinion, with his career. The Cowboys ran Zeke into the ground a lot in his early part of his career. I yeah. think he's maybe, what, he's in his fourth or fifth year now? He might be in his uh, sixth. Yeah, fifth or sixth, I think. Let me see. But I know in his first couple of years, the Cowboys were running him into the ground. And I want to say Ohio State ran him into the ground right before he left. And so... Those first three years, for sure. Four, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was getting ran yeah. to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's not the running back he used to be. And so that's why I always say, like, you don't pay the running back position. It sucks, man. It does suck because running backs do a lot of work. But unfortunately yeah. for running backs, and teams are just going to have to adjust how they utilize them, is you can't count on them in the, for the long run. You can count on them for a good five years, and then after that you kind of have to move on. Yeah. And so I always advocate for teams to, like, don't pay the running back, just draft one. Listen, man, playing football and getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, like $560,000 for the year or up to a million or $2 million, that that's that's a lot of money still, guys. I know it's not like making quarterback money and all that, like they like some of these running backs want. Yeah. But you have to look at it from a cost effect cost analysis. Does it make yeah. sense for me as a as a ownership to pay a running back when I know that they're only gonna last me maybe one or two years out of the contract? Yeah. Maybe two years. That's pushing it. That first year they're gonna they're gonna probably play pretty well. Then that second year is going to come, and it's like maybe 50-50. That third yeah. and fourth year, a lot of those times, it usually doesn't work out, man. Yeah, yeah This he's been in the league. This was his sixth year. Six years. Now, listen to this. Yeah, look at how many times he got the rock. In 2016, 322 times. That's a lot. And then 2017, he got 242, but that's when he went down. Remember he got injured? Yeah, he got injured. But he still did 242. That's a lot. <laughs> with, with, and now, then back in 2018, 304. That's a lot. Anything over <laughs> 300 is a lot. Uh, 2019, 301. <laughs> what that's do you call a lot. It? Then now it was uh, 244 and 237. But, dude, you saw that. 322, 242 in a shortened season. Then 304, 301. What was his yards per carry? Um, it, what do you call it? This, it, this year. This year was 4.2. That's, that's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's. Um, I want to say towards the end, it probably started going down a lot. Yeah, because he was, uh, what do you call it, 5.1, uh, 4.1. That's the injury year. Then 4.7, four and a half, And then last year was 4 and 4.2. But he, he, you could just tell. It's not. He looks like he's running he, the ball. Yeah, mark. like you could tell when Pollard was in there. It was the difference. The, the offense looked more explosive yeah. by far. And, and at this point of Zeke's career, in all honesty, he's a third down back. He's a change of pace back. That's yeah. where he's the best. He's a bruiser. So if I'm in, like, on the red zone, five-yard line, yeah. all the way up to the one-yard line, bro, you want Zeke in there because he's the bigger back. He's going to be yeah. able to pound it in there, right? I don't need yeah. him to elude to anybody or anything. I just need him to pound it in there. Yeah, That's where he's he'll good. Lean. Yeah. He's really good in pass protection. Like you said, you know what would be good, like you said? Just make him a third down back. Make him a third down back. They're make Pollard their starter. Yeah, one and two, and then what goes the third? And what's good Draft about another Zeke, running back? Yeah, what's good about Zeke if you keep him in the third and uh, third down? Yeah, is is he he don't even necessarily need a run. He, he's a good pass blocker. Yeah, and he can catch out the backfield. Yeah, 
So in the end, you see, in that scenario, you now you're, you're getting more value out of him because yeah. he'll last longer for you. Yeah, he won't get banged up, he won't get hurt, and he can still be productive. Yeah, and then if you need him, if he, the third down, real quick, what do you call it? And you know it's third and two, yeah. and you just literally hand it to him. You know he can get you two yards. Yeah, eight and, to ten and, carries and, a game. Yeah. And uh, then, then he'll three get, to four passes a game. Like that's yeah. that's pretty decent, bro. Yeah, and then you know? all you got to do is get the ball in third and two. He what do you call falls forward, gets three yeah. yards. You know he'll exactly. get you. Yeah. Then if you want to do quick pace, then you keep him in there on first down. And if you want to throw it, just keep him back there. It, just to pass block, yeah, what it, up and deck, and then, then shift them out and get them yeah. out of there. The when you want to kind of be yeah. more explosive. Yeah, exactly. Put Pollard in there. And then I would suggest from this moment on, just continue to draft a running back. Uh, I always say, you, you can draft a running back wherever you want. I personally would say the best thing for, any, for every team to do is to draft a running back in the first three rounds every year. Every yeah. year. You know, especially once you got your quarterback, especially in, which, in that situation. Because then you're not even drafting a quarterback in the first three rounds. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're just you're just gonna get load up on that running back, man, and have a nice stable. You want to have a stable, at least five running backs in your ready to go at yeah. all times. They're all solid. You know what yeah. I mean? Imagine that if you had five running backs who were all drafted in the first three rounds of every year. That's a solid stable of running backs, dude. And yeah, they may go somewhere else and get paid, and that's fine because I've already drafted his replacement. Yeah. And I'm just going to stand. And, and I ain't going to have no gripes about it. And I'm going to tell them, like, hey, hey go make this, your money. This, this is what it is. Like, yeah. Like, I'm going to teach you how to be a really good running back in the NFL. But, like, we have no interest. Unless we come across some kind of genetic freak. Yeah. Like, another Adrian Peterson. And I, why I say Adrian Peterson and not, like, some other guy? Because this man was uh, unusually durable. Yeah. The, you know, unless we come across some kind of genetic freak. Like, like you say, Adrian Peterson, like, I'm not he paying did, for a like, no running back. Think about it. He's the last, in my mind, is the last great running back. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Um, because, like you said, he's all three down back season after season. Season after season. Durable, man. Season really after durable. season. I mean, the the guy was just playing this last year. Yeah, he was. I, yeah. I mean, it, when I did he... I don't know the last time a running back played after 35. <laughs> Dude, that, that guy is... What do you call him? He's a genetic freak. Yeah. And so, like, unless you're getting something like that, I'm not paying for no running back. Like, I'm yeah. paying them the rookie salaries. But I'm dra- I've am i already drafted the replacement. But and me. I'm going to do that every year. And I'm going to be solid. I'm going to have a solid, you know. And you know what? At that point, I have more room for error with my running back. I mean, with my quarterback situation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want to have a franchise quarterback. But because I have such a stable of running backs that are all solid, like, I can run the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I don't have to worry about running any of them yeah, down. All, I can have two motherfuckers that have twenty carries in the game. Yeah, all you got to tell is the QB is here. You make don't the playbook. Turn the ball over. Yeah, make the playbook real easy. Yeah, like some what do you call it rollouts? What do you call it? Some what do you call it, bootleg passes yeah. and yeah. just some play action. Nothing yeah. fancy. Exactly. You don't need to go vertical, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just, just now <laughs> the hope is that you do eventually get a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And then you couple that with your run game, and you're, you're, you're done. Yeah, you're, you're perfect. Good. You know yeah. what I mean? Because to me, the easiest position to populate is the wide receiver position. Yeah. Wide receivers, good wide receivers are a dime a dozen. They really, really are, bro. Yeah. Um, you could find one at any any point of the draft. They're all over the place. Now, that's why you'll have yeah. some that are flashing the pan. Well, they'll have come and they'll have like a great season because uh, that's really all you need, right? Like, yeah. I don't necessarily need a wide receiver every single year to have. I don't need the same wide receiver to have 
a great year every single year. I just yeah. need a wide receiver on my team to have a great year. Yeah. Right? So you just need to have, find that one that's consistent, and there's usually a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of wide receivers. So that's that would be, like, not that concerning for me. If you found one that's, like, a freak that you can draft, you know, go for it. Yeah. You know? And that, that I, I would consider paying that guy, but I'm yeah. not just going to pay any wide receiver. Yeah, no. You know, you're you're kind of okay. No, you, you got 1,000 yards this last season. Yeah, no, mm, yeah, you know? you're talking about, yeah, I know what you mean, like game changers. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like somebody like Randy Moss that goes out there like. Exactly. Like, I'll pay that guy. Yeah, I'll throw it up and you know, no matter what, I could throw it with my eyes closed and that yeah. guy's going to come down with it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Man. And I'm not a Scrooge. I'm going to tell you guys right now where I would spend my money. And that is, of course, on the lines. Yeah. My offensive and defensive lines are would be the best in the league because that's where I would spend the majority of my money. Yeah. My offensive line, yeah, I want the first five to be great, but I want the next five to be great too yeah. because I want to be constantly rotating them in and out, keeping them fresh, not only for the game but for the season. Yeah. So by Especially the time playoffs come around, my offensive line – they're going to be stomping people. No, same thing with the defensive line. And same thing, like I was about to say, and especially now that the season is longer, it's even more important to win yeah. the trenches, man. I mean, if it's if it's more apparent, is look at the 49ers front four. Yeah. I mean, they controlled that line of scrimmage, and they made Aaron Rodgers like nothing. Yeah. Dak, what do you call it, uh, uh, the Cowboys offense, they stood him up. I mean, it's just, if you can control that line and get pressure on the QB, I mean, you're set, man. Like I always say is, is if you looked at the all the years Brady in New England lost, they always lost to the teams with the good front four. The, the when Giants, they had Tom Brady, yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. they lost, they lost to the Giants. Like what Twice. is it? Yeah, Pierre Paul was mm-hmm. it? Strahan, all them. Yeah. What do you call it? Okay, and then what do you call it with the uh, Denver? What do you call it? That's uh, right. What do you call it? That defense straight up destroyed them with Vaughn Miller and all them. That's right. Yeah. Um, who else did they lose to? Um, did they lose to the Jets? No. Uh, who else did they lose to in the Super Bowl? I'm trying to think. Oh, the Eagles that year. Th- their front four was actually good that year. That's true. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Is the front four, man? Yeah, like, exactly. You're lying. Yeah, you're lying. Yeah. Hey, if you can control the line of scrimmage, that's you win the game. Yeah, especially on defense. If you yeah. can, if you can, what do you call it? Get pressure on the QB. That, you know, the QBs are, are good, but, I mean, if they're running the whole, getting sacked every time, running for their lives, I mean, it don't matter how good you are. You, nope. You're going to, you, heaven forbid, they get tough. a hold on you and they knock you out the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I would spend all my money. Yeah, me too. On, on, those, on, the, on the offensive and defensive line. It's sort of like de- defense and basketball. Yeah. You could, you could control... What like you know like Greg Popovich could you know you can you're gonna shoot the ball you can't control it all the night you know yeah. but you can control your effort and your defense exactly um, same thing with the offense yeah with the offense you might not be able to control the throwing the ball it might be the weather it might be this you could throwing and running but you can't control the line of scrimmage like you said you know if you can if you got a good offensive line yeah your your QB can sit back there all day. Or you can push forward and let the run any of your stable running backs run right behind them. There you go. And you're and set. That's it, bro. You know, and like I said before, like the hope is that you get an elite QB, but because of the, the, your run game, now that you have a stable of running backs and you have an awesome offensive line, 
your room for error on a quarterback is much greater. Yeah. You know? So it always boggles my mind why why teams go a certain way. I, I think it's because like a lot of things that get ruined by the same reasoning is you get a lot of executives they get involved, they want things a certain way because it sells money or they think it's gonna sell money. Jerseys, it, yeah. it, it's flashy, so, you know, it sounds of, good, it sounds like Right. Instead it, of drafting maybe a defensive player, they decide, no, we need to draft a running back in Yeah, the, in the first it doesn't round. sound sexy. Billy Bob from Oklahoma, three hundred and twenty-five pound lineman. Yeah, that, yeah, they don't want nobody wants that, but you know that that's not the way you win games. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then from there you build the team from out out from that part. But that that's how I would do it. Uh, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the Spurs. Um, we're we're coming we're coming up to the All Star break and uh, next trip. month and the Rodeo Road Trip. Um, I think the rodeo road trip is going to do this team really well. Yeah. I think more so than the last several years because they're a young team and and they're and they're going to really bond a lot. Yeah. Um, I think as the season is going along, we're starting to really see everybody is kind of settling in. Mostly everybody's is settling into their specific roles. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dejounte is pretty much establishing himself as the leader. Yeah. He's the go-to guy. Like the fourth quarter comes along. And his play is backing it up. Yeah, it's 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 evident. I've seen a couple. Uh, what do you call it? I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen all the games, but I've the the games I've seen about like a handful of them already. And you could just tell like he he's the one in control. Of he's the playing team. on yeah. another level compared yeah. to the rest of the team. Yeah, I think he's averaging like 19 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and two steals. Yeah, and I, and I think he's the only person in the league that's averaging that triple kind of triple doubles and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he. Uh, I want to say he tied David Robinson for first on the Spurs all time triple double list. Yeah, and he's only 25, folks, so he's still young, uh, with 14 triple doubles. Yeah. Um, and I think he's gonna break that. He, he, he's definitely he's gonna do it this one. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's showing a really solid all around game. Um, his shooting has really, really improved and has become very consistent. Um, and I'm hoping he gets into the All Star game. Um, I'm really hoping the coaches are gonna get him in there because I know for sure the fans are not. Um, the last thing I saw, the the Western starters were. Is Yao Ming in there still? No, 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 yeah, I mean, there are no, no solid Chinese players in the league right now. <laughs> no, so gonna... Right now, the the West All-Stars are uh, Steph Curry, John Morant, who uh, who put it on the Spurs last night, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. And uh, I think part of the reason Wiggins is in there is politically related, but... Yeah. You know, whatever. To each their own. You know, unfortunately, they, they let the fans vote for the starters, and you're, you're going to get things like that. But if I'm not mistaken, the coaches get to pick the backups. So hopefully, um, in that regard, DeJounte will get picked for the All-Star game. Because I think yeah. he deserves it, man. The man's been busting his ass. He's been playing very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I think he should be an, he should be an All-Star. Yeah. Uh, me too. Like, I see this year as just – it's gonna sound jacked up, but I don't really care if they make the playoffs or not. No, like no the, I think that's a, that's a, the most like, Spurs like, fans have that kind of sentiment. Like I'm like, just as long. I mean, for me, their progression. I'm seeing it. You can see that they're developing. Yeah, you, you know, it, it's like you can actually see they're progressing. Yeah, I don't know how to. And, no, you, they could, are. and you could tell, like when they were like games. I think Pop just said it the other night. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to win games when we when we play three quarters. I mean, we came back, like, I think they were down, like, 
nineteen or something like that. They, yeah. They, I mean, they came back and, and tied it up, but you know, you spend all that energy doing all that. Yeah. You know. By the time but, they get to the but end, but it yeah. just it's sort of like the I go back to to it where it's like. That's a but see with this team you it's understandable and because right. they're young because you're like okay because you, you can see it but with the Cowboys it's it's opposite you're like you sh- you're no, this no, good you're, you're, this, you're this good you you you're tenured enough yeah you're you're veteran enough you should you should not be being the played teams by are, they're, you, yeah. they're at different points yeah, in yeah their, that's what I say that, that's why you, with the Cowboys you can't really forgive it because you you shouldn't be playing from behind yeah with with the young team like this you're like. Yeah, it's they're learning. Yeah, like, they're learning. That's you know, the that that's yeah. the thing. Is just like that's the frustrating. That's why with that's why like this year with the uh, the Spurs, I'm like, ah, I don't really care. Is that, I mean, I'm yeah. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing, so yeah. I'm like, whatever. Right. You know, I mean, it, let's be honest. The, the nation never gave us love before, no. so I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. So that, that, I, I that just, doesn't I, really bother yeah, me. Yeah, that's I'm always like, been yeah, that way. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, you know, sweat off my back and whatever. Um, but yeah, like everybody looks like they're settling into their kind of their roles. Um, uh, I want to say the main guys on the team right now, as of right now, like on this t- particular team is Dejounte Murray, as we talked about, Keldon Johnson, and Jakob Pertle. Like those are the three main guys. Like if I had to say who's the big three, I would say those are our big three right yeah. now. KJ, DJ, uh, yeah, KJ, DJ, and Pertle. Yeah. And that's a solid big three. The only thing is, um, the only one that's kind of fully where he needs to be is DJ. Uh, Pirtle is Pirtle is where he needs to be for what he does. Like his yeah. job, he does a fantastic job, which is rim protection, defense. Like that's his number one thing, and I think he does a really awesome job. What I would love for him to kind of improve on, and I think everybody already knows this, is his offensive end. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he doesn't, that's fine. You know, for what he does, you're always going to need that. We can get offense from any other yeah. position on the team. No, I agree. I'm, I've always liked the. Uh, I guess like I've always like liked that. Like he's just like how, yeah, like I said, is like I've always under, understood. Maybe it's just because the Spurs. That's just the way I you already know. Uh, what's his name? Fabricio. Yeah. Like those kind of guys. Like they know their role. Like yeah. there is like. Like as far as center, he's probably the best center they've had since David Robinson. To yeah, be honest, and yeah. it's not even close. No, no, but that's what I was saying. It's yeah. like he knows his role. Like yeah. that—that's what it is. It's yeah. defense, rim protection, yep. rebound, kick it out, run, and pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That—that's it, man. And like, and I'm fine with that. No, that's <laughs> absolutely. That's he does a great job of doing that. You know, that's what's but great. You, you, you don't want that that kind of player to be in your big three. Yeah, like you want him to be your starter for sure. Oh because no, no, exactly. he's the guy that does all the dirty work, and you yeah. need that guy and to have that guy to be your center to be like that. That'd be awesome. So in reality, we really need and, and that, that guy. I see what you mean exactly. Like what do you call it? He, he should be your four or five. Yeah, yeah. Like what do you call it? Yeah, because like when the Spurs were winning with Fabricio, yeah, he was always the five. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was like. Tim and everybody else. Uh, then he was that fifth option, but he knew he was just clean up, and you know, that's what that's what you need. Yeah, and, and for everybody's gonna say like, oh, well, what about Derek White? Like, Derek, how come he didn't mention Derek White as being the big three? Because for me, Derek White isn't a starter on this team. Like, the way I see Derek White being optimally used is he's a six man, and he should be used like if he's like hot, you give him more minutes. Like Ginobili, you know? Yeah. You know, if he's not, then you kind of have to play him in spurts and let somebody else who might be hot play some more minutes. 
because he he is like that. He's a he's a complete player. Like he can he plays both ends of the court. Great defensively, but my issue with him is that I don't think he's consistent enough offensively to be a starter. Yeah, and I don't think he shoots the ball well enough to be with that starting five. But in, in, in saying that, I think KJ has shot the ball a lot better, especially from three. My yeah. dude is like really shooting the ball from three really well. I want to say he was leading the league at one point. Yeah, uh, from the three point line. Um, so he's doing really well, but I don't know. I've always envisioned Derek White as a, as a six man. I just look at his game. I think that he he would be good as a six man because he can kind of, he's interchangeable. He's a Swiss Army knife, and I feel like with that kind of position, that kind of guy needs to be brought off the bench because then you can kind of plug him in. And then and like it, you, it, whoever's like doing the coldest, you can kind of yeah. like just plug him into that role. Yeah, and then like you said, and if he's feeling it that night, then you just ride him. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Whatever he's on fire, like there's some nights that Patty, like Patty Mills and Ginobili, like yeah, you know they came off the bench and that they were they, on they, fire. they were yeah. on a fire and Pop just left them in why because they couldn't miss yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. I see what you mean because yeah. Derek White sort of the same way like yeah and then like sometimes like you know Patty and Ginobili to go out like ooh they're cold as hell yeah <laughs> that's it get him in and, and, and you know and, and in those scenarios Derek can still provide you defense and I, and yeah. I get all that um, but. I feel like there's somebody else on the Spurs that would be better as a starting shooting guard. Yeah. And that's Primo. Now, he's not there yet, and that's why he's not in that position, in that role yet. But I think that's where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. So you couple Primo with DJ as your starting backcourt, and then you have White coming off the bench. That's a solid trio. I don't know what's going to happen with Lonnie because he's in a contract year right now, and he's kind of been playing real inconsistent. So I, I can't really project where his future lies on the team. Yeah. And then Primo kind of makes that extra murky because yeah. I could easily see him taking those minutes and the Spurs being fine with it. Yeah, Trey Jones already almost splits minutes with, with Lonnie. So, th- you know, that's not good for Lonnie. Yeah. And I like Lonnie. I think Lonnie has a lot of talent. I just The problem with Lonnie is he's still young. He's only 22, but he's inconsistent. And I don't know... If he's on the Spurs timetable, because if he's still inconsistent at this point in their minds, I'm saying, yeah, you know, they have other players that are I've already taken leaps, are taking leaps, right? Yeah, and they're, like they've been on the less, I mean, lot look, less. Look at KJ. Well, and like boom, KJ just like, won. Yeah, look. Um, Vassell. Yeah, I was about to say I was literally about to say Vassell too. Look at them. It's like you could just literally see the progression. Yeah, and then like just like Tony Parker, he's like. When he progressed, you could see his shooting progress. You know yeah. what I mean? You could see these the the better them get better. Like to me, when I saw KJ, like his shot, yeah, he's just like, damn, dude. It, what is this third year? Who? KJ. KJ? Yeah. Uh, is it his third year? Yeah, it is. Okay, it is so that's what I'm saying. Look, from year one to just right now. Yeah. I mean, dude, that turnaround has been. It's been pretty fast. You can I mean, see the you, work. You can see you, the work. Yeah, I was going to say, in. I mean, that growth in that short amount of time, mm-hmm. can you imagine three years from now? And that's what the Spurs are probably thinking. You know what I mean? Like, Lonnie's been on the team for three years, and this is where he's at. This yeah, is where he's at. at you know, <sighs> yeah, we see some progress, yes, but the problem is that we have a lot of people in that position already, the wing positions. Yeah. And, you know. Is it enough he, progress? Is, is, yeah, <laughs> is it enough progress to stop those guys from getting minutes? And, yeah. then, and 
At this point, I'd have to say no because Vassell's playing pretty good on both ends, and I think he plays more consistently. Yeah. Uh, and then you see the talent in Primo, and you know Primo is going to take those. He's going to eventually be the starter. Yeah. It, that, that writing's on the wall. Everybody can see it. I, I Everybody mean, that, sees that guy play. When I saw him on there, you know what I think? I mean, it's different. He's a different kind of player, but yeah. you know what I was thinking? For some reason, every time I look at him, I think of Tony Parker's career. I think it's because he's so young, just like Tony Parker came in. Yeah. I just see him. It, that's the kind of person. The person the, that, that I see when I, he plays, like the. the no, the, no, the, not the, like his style, but I'm just saying, oh. like, his career path. Like, oh, I got you. I, I said that, like, his career path. So you want him just to be thrown to the fire, like, like I think that's was. what's going to happen to him, man. I think this, this year. Think this year I, he's going to get eventually get in there? No, yeah, I think, yeah, he's going to get more minutes. They're not going to throw him in straight up like Tony. So that, but, but are you I'm, suggesting I'm, that happens because of a trade? I think next year he's gonna. He's probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll so, be honest. So then, yeah. So then you agree with me? Like, yeah. That's why I didn't put Derek in the, in there that yeah. top three because yeah. I I think eventually he's no. gonna be moved to the bench as a six man, I and then you're gonna have gonna Primo as the back as the shooting guard. That's exactly what I think is gonna happen. And man. then so you'll have and and here here's what I think. Like minus the the pick that we're gonna have this year because more than likely we're gonna have a top ten pick. Yeah. Okay. And um, so that's that that could change this prediction as far as the starting five for next year. I think the starting five for next year is going to be DJ, Primo, Vassell, KJ, and uh, Pirtle. People Ooh. are like, well, why not McDermott? Well, because I think KJ is shooting the ball at the three well enough yeah. that he, he makes kind of McDermott expendable because – McDermott really can only provide you that. His defense yeah. is okay. He's not a terrible defender. But he doesn't give you much else other than a three. He, he's a, he can score, too. I'm not going to lie. He can score. But three-point three, three shooting is why he's mainly in there. So if yeah. KJ is a, is consistently shooting at 42% from three, that's really good. That's pretty yeah. good. So you don't really need that, McDermott, because KJ will give you other things like slashing, rebounding, shoot, you know, physicality, yeah. all that. And so you're like, well, what about Vassell? Because Vassell has Dude, shown you that yeah. he's going to be a more versatile a, player. Yeah. So everything that McDermott does, Vassell can do better. Also on the yeah, offensive especially end. defensive. On the offensive end, oh, yeah. I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. especially yeah. the defensive. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so. Man, just say that lineup again. Just I mean, that's, oh, that's DeJount, killer, man. DeJounte Murray. KJ, Primo. Primo, KJ. No, no. Vassell. No, Vassell. And then KJ would be the power forward. Yeah. Maybe the power forward. And then Pirtle. So he yeah. clean up. Right? That's a solid team. And yeah. see, then that's minus. You st- and you still have the pick that you're going to get, which is going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah. Then plus, white, white off the bench. White. Plus Trey Jones, who's doing really well. Yeah. And plus, who else? Uh, McDermott. You also have McDermott. Uh, plus Collins. Who's really good? And the draft yeah. pick of whoever we get. Yeah, already, yeah, him. Lansdale's really good. Is another good big man. But Zach Collins, I don't know if you guys have been watching him in Austin, but he's been doing very well in Austin. He's a big guy, six eleven, and he can. He pretty much is the offense to Pirtle's defense. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. He can. He can shot block and rim protect as well. Not as well as as Pirtle at this point because he's still getting his feet back. But you can see the versatility in his offense. He can shoot from either hand. He can pass. Uh, he can shoot the three. Uh, so he's another good piece. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Lonnie. I hope he stays with the team. Um, you know, but 
We'll see yeah. if that happens. And then Brent Forbes is still... No, he's not on the team anymore. He got traded. That's right. We did get Hernan Gomez and a pick. Um, you know, we'll see if, if we keep those guys. We still got yeah. some tradable assets on the team that we haven't done anything with. Like yeah. Thaddeus Young. And uh, I think... What's his name? Is already, I think he was already released. Aminu. But Thaddeus Young, he's still on the team. They could trade Lonnie Walker now. Um you know, maybe that, that pick that he just got. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They may just stay with what they got. Yeah. That's, that's usually what the Spurs will do. Uh, but they've already made a trade, so who knows? Maybe they might make another one. Yeah. Um, and and uh, see what they can get. But, you know, very promising future. Like that like that starting yeah. five. That starting five sounds really good. And the thing is that they'll be more consistent next year, too. That's the yeah. dangerous part. Because they'll come in. It, it'll be different because you'll have Vassell and you'll have Primo in the starting lineup. And so some things will have to change, but it won't be different because yeah. I think Dejounte will be now feeling he will be fitting into his more natural role. Yeah, he'll just he'll just run the yeah, facilitating. Yeah, I was gonna say just being the floor general. Yeah, it's just he can feel it. So uh, it's, I know we're on, we're already an hour into the show, uh, but just some reminders, guys. Uh, wherever you guys listen to our podcast, whether that be Spotify, Anchors, iTunes, wherever you listen to it, please spread the word. Let your friends know. Um, we want them to also listen to their show and be our new fans and all that. So, by all means. And if you guys have any show ideas or any topics that you want us to talk about, or, or if you just want to share share an idea or, or whatever you're thinking to, with us, uh, hit us up at our email address at thefishbowlbario at gmail.com. That's the entire thing, thefishbowlbario at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up at our Twitter account at Fishbowl. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, so before we jump into our topic real quick, before we call it a day, um, I have a couple of fun facts. Uh, fun fact number one, and the irony is the, the years. Um, so fun fact number one, um, January 28, 1958, the Lego brick was patented. So the Lego really? company patented their brick uh, design and so became the Lego company. Yeah. Fun fact number two, and this one that kind of goes with our topic today, but in January 28th, 1985, so the patented brick yeah. thing happened in 1958, this one happened in 1985, the space shuttle Challenger exploded. Oh man. It broke apart 73 seconds after liftoff, killing all seven astronauts. Do you remember that? Uh, no. I was still I was still really really young. I think I was three years old when that happened. Okay. I was five. I remember. I mean, I remember watching the the TV on there. But, and then I ended up going to Scobie Elementary. Really? Yeah. And but the reason I was sort of into it when I was five is because I went to um, John Glenn, which is an astronaut. So they had it on TV because I mean it's the astronauts, you yeah. know, John Glenn. So I remember we were there, and I was like. They had it on TV, and I was like, I was, I was fine. I really didn't understand. You, like, blew up, but I didn't understand. You know, you don't comprehend exactly, like, mm-hmm. like they're gone. That's it. Like, Yeah, I get but, you. Yeah. Well, man, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. And, uh, yeah. Man, 
so this week's topic is, and I know the show's already been on for pretty long before we even got to it, but this week's topic was, it's really a question, and, and this is why it's not going to take that long. Do you want to travel to space? You want to go first? Yes, I would not. <laughs> uh, just because, one, the the I have a... It, I'll just straight up say it. I'm afraid that if I go up there and something, I mean, it's not like you're a car accident here. Like if you get in a fender bender here, it, 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 you know, you'll be okay or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're walking, you trip, you know, over there, up there, something goes wrong. You're pretty much screwed. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, that's the real reason I wouldn't want to go up there is because anything, you know, one smallest thing goes wrong. That's it. You're, You're screwed, done for. It. Like you said, you, <laughs> it's going to take way too long for somebody to get to you, and by then you're going to be muerto. Yeah. And then, and then say, like, they, they accidentally, whoever did, made the shuttle, uh, one of the windows breaks open, then you get sucked out, like, oh, no Lord. oxygen no. out in this space. Or my one of the greatest fears is, like, you know, like you see those movies, and then they're in their spacesuit, right? Yeah. But they got enough oxygen, right? Yeah. And then they get disconnected from the ship. They're and you're, just floating out in space. Yeah. And then you're going to suffocate inside your your little inside of it because you're not going to have air. Yeah. Then you can't take off the thing because you, you literally pop like a little, what do you call it, your head because of the pressure out there. I mean, you're just literally floating out there in the space to your death. Terrible way to die. Yeah. No, that's a... You know, I can see the images of the videos from over there. I'm, I'm cool with that. That's good enough for you. That's good. Enough. Well, you know, I'd feel better maybe after like 100 years of technology. Yeah. And, and it's, it's they've well, been doing they, it for once years. Uh, inked yeah. out all the Yeah, once they take out the all the bugs. Yeah. yeah. Then you're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty much in the same exact boat, boat as you. Um, I've always been fascinated with the space. You know, I like a lot of sci-fi. I like a lot of shows that, you know, the setting is in space. But unfortunately, man, I, I don't trust our technology today. I don't yeah. trust our technology today to <laughs> consistently take me to space. Yeah. And so, and plus we can't really go that far. And so any any technology that I would take to get me to like, say, Mars, yeah. it's going to be experimental and hell no. And that's that's pretty much a... 50-50 chance. I'm, and I'm probably giving it a little bit too much credit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. With today's technology, hell no. no. I'm not going to space. No. I'm perfectly fine with watching it. Now, if we get to a point where going to space is like driving, then you know yeah, what? Then I'll be way more comfortable going to space. And hell yeah, I'd like to try to go to space. But yeah. so right now, no. And and even in the, in the scenario where... You know, the technology that I'm talking about, like it's got to be like Star Trek level. Where like going to space is like... Like I said, just, just driving in your car. Vehicle. Yeah, it can't be like well, we're still using rockets to try to fly um, because it, that's gonna take too long, and it's just too much. Uh, like the 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 period has to be as short as possible as you're traveling. Yeah, and and with a lot of the technology that we're, we're we currently have, and that they're looking at for the next fifty years, unless some kind of miraculous jump occurs. Um, it's going to take too long in between planets and in between travel. And so you're going to be spending a lot of time on a spaceship and there's just too many, too many variables. So like you named one earlier, yeah. window breaks and you get sucked out into space. The other variable, a battery it, goes out. I'm, out I'm, oh. I'm, in, I'm outside doing some work and my cable cuts and I'm floating out into space. 
Yeah. You know, another one is everybody around me dies and I'm the last person on this ship floating in space. Where am I, what am I going to do? <laughs> or a battery dies and the whole ship goes, you're, it's a dead stick out there. Yeah. I don't I'm need limited. that. No, it's too many things. I run out of food. I run out of water. Something happens to our food or water supply for whatever reason. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, space rock hits the, uh, hits the, what do you call it? The, the shuttle. Yeah. And there you are. You're stuck. Then it goes even the wilder theory. I run into E.T. and E.T. not happy that I'm on his turf and he starts shooting at me. Yeah. You know? Or they beat me straight in there now and now we got to fight aliens, man. I don't, I don't need this in my life. There's too, <laughs> too many factors, man. So, the Fishbowl Barrio would not like to go into space. I know we have our ticket. Yes. We're, we're supposed to go to Mars. Our name's supposed to go to Mars. But as of right now, we would not like to go to Mars. No. We'd like to stay on there. No. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So that's that. That's our topic for this week. Now let's go around the barrios with Dom. All right. Well, one of our fishbowl barrios out in Iran. An Iranian man balances 85 spoon, 85 spoons on his body at once for a Guinness World Record. Whoa, that's a lot of spoons, bro. I mean, what, 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 what constitutes? Yeah, my first thing is who constitutes saying, "I'm gonna do 85 spoons." Like, like what idea? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, that's how you have to get into that. That's the only way to get in there because I imagine all the like basics things. Everybody else is already like taking. You know, you know what, what? I'm gonna like, longest nails. Longest hair, tallest person, fastest, like all those basic things I think have already been taken. So what's left is how many spoons can I balance on my head? Well, I'm going to I'm going to balance four sporks because everybody's got the fork and the spoons. How many people got the spork angle? I think I think you got something. There. I, don't, I think I'm going to go with the spork. Try one. That out. I know. Well, let's go ahead and travel all the way to. Siberia, Ooh. where a Siberian mar- a marathon might be the coldest of all time at 63.4 degrees below zero. Jesus, dude. Can you imagine doing a marathon? I mean, I mean uh, you yeah. can't, we, we can't run in that, can we? No, well, they, they're they over there in their suits, just like, it looks like... They, they, have, to, they, have, to say, they have to be, yeah, they have to say, they have to be uh, some kind yeah, of hard... but that's ridiculous. That's a, that, yeah. And I'm over here complaining at 38 degrees and it's too cold for me. Yeah, for sure. For most Texans, it is. Yeah, and last but not least, uh, one of our fishbowl barrios out in the, in the great UK. And it's an uh, international edition. Yeah, he went ahead and bought a $7 thrift store chair and turned it around and auctioned it for $21,000. Damn, man. What a turn. What a return on that. Yeah, it was the early work of the 20, 20th century artist. Call him on Mosier. Damn, bro. Nice. Yeah, no. I don't know about all that, but let's go and cast our reel and see what we got for next week. All right, man. So it looks like we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite places to visit. All right. So this should be an interesting conversation. So, guys, again, just as another reminder, um, wherever you listen to our podcast, whether that be Spotify, whether that be... Uh, Anchor, iTunes, wherever you listen to it, please spread the word, let your friends know, and until next time, I'm Pucho. I'm Dom. May the power be yours. It's such a good 
feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too.